lifeguard, but I'm also one of the women of wrestling. With my partner Sandy, the Beach Patrol is the hottest team. I wonder if the tag team we meet today is as much fun as we are. Time to get ready. You have a match today. I can't wait to commit assault legally. Whoever you are, you won't stand a chance. One case is on me. <laughs> Now, I want to look good. And mean! Do I look mean now? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, David McRae, and this is Women of Wrestling Watch! From the beaches of California, and Sandy, the Beach Patrol! Their opponents today, making their way from Nevada State Prison, Delta! 
That's a lot of pain. Well, all right, here we go. Hi, everybody. Lee Marshall along with David McLean. Treated not too very well right out of the gate, David. Lee Marshall, I'm gaining my composure right now, but so should the Beach Patrol because Cage Heat has taken over. They've shaken me up. They've shaken this crowd up. Well, I'll tell you, they've got this crowd already in them. This is the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast with your host, the professor, Chao Bello Veracruz. Mr. Wonderful, Tommy Wonder, and I will take the powers of those that have no fear! And the prodigal one, JB, the queen, yeah, the queen of the crop. Now it's time to go back in time in the time machine. The American dream, Too sweet! The living legend, Bruno Sammartino. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Woo! Look at this. going on there to the big Vitoites, to the Hamenites, to the PWCites, all the ice all over the world, the left, the right, the Dems, the Repems, the Israelites, the Hermaphrodites, all the ice out there, to the Magnificent 70 Elite 8, the Naughty 9, the Tubular Essential 11, the Tubular 12, the Thirsty 13, the Fabulous Fanatic 14, and so on and so forth, but before anything, since this episode is going to be, you know, laid out for this coming weekend, it's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever this drops, I want to say a belated happy birthday to a Magnificent Seven member, a belated happy birthday to a PW Hustle member, the man that's the king of the video tributes, the man that's the king of, of knowing, who has an eye for the talent on the women's wrestling scene, you know him, you love him, happy belated birthday to Michael Davis, a.k.a. 8-Track Black. So, how apropos, Michael Davis, how apropos, 8-Track Black, that this episode is dedicated to you. I don't know how, it, you know, the cards are lying. You know, one week, you know, TW does a pro wrestling crate, crate with NWO, for, you know, items, and we did a what if with the NWO. It just works out that way. I don't plan on it. I don't have ESPN. I don't have psychic abilities. It just falls into the professor's lap. And with that being said, welcome to the PWR Podcast here at the Hameen Media Group at Podbean.com. Welcome to episode 173. Before we even get into that, I must introduce myself because I am vain like that. I must introduce myself so I can stay younger, be full of vigor, be full of life, be full of everything for all the ladies out there. 
I am the most charismatic one. I am the most studly one. I am the most effervescent one. But most importantly, I am the most glorious one. The only objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC, punditry. Your friend of mine, the Professor Chabelle-Vercoons. But I'm not here alone. No, 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 no. I am here with my brother from another mother. The conservative liberal. The liberal conservative. Dum dum do idiot zone, the iron stomach one, Mr. Wonderful, Dr. Frankenstein. I'm running out of names for him, but he is your friend of mine. The Not Tom and Jerry, but Tommy Wonder. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good. And while you were doing all that, I set up the DVR to record the show at, like you said, 11 p.m. on Saturday nights. Oh, so you found it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So now everybody's happy with that. But before anything is being said here on the PWR podcast, we must start with this. You know, TW, a lot of things before we even do this episodic episode. But again, let me, let me just backtrack here for the reflection nights. We are doing something for 8-Track Black. This is kind of like a belated birthday present, TW. So with that being said, we are going to do something that he loves. He has a passion for it. I don't know if the professor has a total passion for it, but, you know, I do respect it. I do watch it. I do keep tabs on it. But you know what, TW? With that being said, episode 173, we are doing a wow episode. And what is wow, ladies and gentlemen? What is wow, Reflectionites? Women of Wrestling. The debut episode from October of 2001, TW. And before we even talk about the episode per se, we have to at least talk about, you know, from the past to today. You know, the, evol- the evolution of women's wrestling. We can go back 50 years and really the evolution of wi- women's wrestling is Mildred Burke, Fabulous Moolah, Mae Young. And that's really like the, the, the Mount Rushmore's. Or the Mount S. Rush, Rushmore's. I'm trying to keep it female here, but you know what I mean. It was very tab. The women's wrestling was very taboo back in those days, and those three ladies kind of held it down for all the other ladies. Then we get into the boom period, right? T.W. of rock and wrestling. That's where R- Wendy Richter comes into play. She could have been the female Hulk Hogan, but she wanted to be paid like Hulk Hogan, and of course Vince McMahon. Did the original screw job with Wendy Richter. So I'm not going to get into that kind of hyperboles. Then women's wrestling kind of faltered off on the WWF side, the NWA side, and all that stuff. But in the 80s, there was a renaissance. Dave McClain, get ready. Remember this name, Reflection Nice. Dave McClain in the 80s, kind, I don't want to say resurrected women's wrestling, but gave a platform for an all women's wrestling organization. And we talk about GLOW, Gorgeous Ladies of Professional Wrestling. And of course, you know, the women's athleticism, TW, we could say, was not on par. They were taught the basics and they did the basics. We did an episode of GLOW and we kind of laughed it off a little bit, but we understood the times. They were Barbie doll girls. They were eye candy for the guys. And, you know, that was your first uh, use of the KY jelly. But anyway, neither here nor there. But we have to remember the other little organizations like the LPWA and stuff like that. And then, of course, in the 90s, when GLOW kind of went off the scene, the indies picked up with the ladies doing their little things. But they were kind of like the first 
like first card on the match, so to speak. They were kind of like a side attraction. Then the Attitude Era hit. I don't want to give WCW credit because they were, you know, with Medusa Michelli, you know, Vince McMahon tried in the WWF, it didn't succeed. Eric Bischoff tried with Medusa in WCW, but it didn't succeed. We have, I give credit where credit is due. The Attitude Era, you had Sonny, you had Sable, you had Jackie. There was a renaissance, but there was a combination of a little bit of athleticism, but more tits and ass. That's where Jerry Lawler came with the puppies. But then Dave McClain came back on the scene, and he got some partners from the Los Angeles Lakers, particularly the Buss family, Dr. Jerry Buss, Jeannie Buss, and wow becomes a thing. So what say you, TW, about the evolution of wrestling? Because, again, there are times of it's a side attraction. There's a time for a little bit of a boom period with Wendy Richter. There's a time where Glow was at the center of the universe, so to speak, with its, you know, it, it lasted for like five years, but it, it had a long stand, standing run for, for what it was worth, even though it was not athletically sound. And then now we come to today after the TNA evolution, you could say, after the full horsewomen, after AEW's women's division, what say you about the evolution or how you've seen women's wrestling go from 50 years ago to right now? You forgot one. There's What's Glow somehow became PWOW. I, I always thought it was called POW, but it was Powerful Women of Wrestling. Oh, and wow. Ivory went from being Nina Ferrari to Nina Power. And mm -hmm. she was in a tag team, and then she was she was the main draw on on Pwow. Uh, okay. So that's why I was confused. I always thought this Wow was that resurrected, right? But mm -hmm. I want to say Pwow wasn't David McLean. That's what happened. He got out with Glow, and someone else did Pwow with all the same uh, women. It might have been it might have been Joe Pedicino, but don't quote me on that because right. I know Joe Pedicino was kind of like filtering. He was kind of finagling into uh, GWF, and then he did something, ladies. I don't know if it was LPW or maybe the PWOW that you're talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so for me, the reason I give it a pass, like you said, we, we did the GLOW episode. It wasn't necessarily a wrestling show. It was a TV show that was about mm -hmm. wrestling. And so right. kind of like I watched that documentary on American Gladiators, like five five episode deal. By the way, watch it. I, I, look at me. Scarhead, just big giant man, dude. Mm -hmm. That show, watching that documentary, I teared up more than once, and I thought, man, I never realized how big a role American Gladiators played in my life until I watched that documentary. And and you learn stuff about, you know, I I knew everybody, everyone that was on the screen. So I'm like, man, I must have watched this pretty regular, you know, whatever. And I think just like comic books and 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 American Gladiator, I would look at them thinking. Man, they'd be awesome wrestlers. Why, why aren't they wrestlers? Blah, 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 blah. So anyway, so when when you told me we were doing this while, my very first pleasant surprise off the rip was David McClain come running out. And I'm like, what? I'm like, and and I believe the while today that Michael Davis is a huge fan of. I, hey, Michael, I've never seen it. I know Tessa Blanchard was champion. I know AJ Lee's running it, but I'd never seen it. So when I saw David McClain and then this episode that we're talking about, it was glow is what it was. And I think it evolved. You, you really thought it was kind of glow? I, I have the to, only thing that blew me away was bit. how big the audience was. But you've oh. already explained to me why, because I kept wondering, how the hell are they at the West Forum or whatever they call it? Great Western and, Forum. Great Western Forum, because that's the Lakers, man. And then mm -hmm. one of the scenes in it 
is uh we'll call her bambi but her name is something else on here uh damn what was her name anyway she she's getting carted through to the back and i'm like man that's the hallway hulk hogan walked down doing this for one of the saturday night main events oh, oh that's sheila majors that was right the but her name on there was selena selena, oh, selena. Majors. Yeah, yeah 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 selena majors mm -hmm. so so i was blown away by that but you know obviously we haven't said this in a while uh crime time or what the hell are they called Incarcerated. Well, and, and, oh caged heat caged heat you couldn't yeah. do that nowadays then you had lesbian biker chicks probably could do that because they were white but it's coming where well, that's going to be frowned upon the baywatch chicks uh one of the uh, beach patrol yes beach patrol one of one of the girls in case heat who i think was hispanic which i thought she was black but her name was loca she mm -hmm. said bring on the bimbos so that's probably something you can't do anymore and then um jungle girl who by the way i've, I've researched her since watching it she is part of the re resurgence of wow in 2015 she's the longest reigning champion ever of wow mm -hmm. um so it i'm glad that it became something better but at the same time it was good to see uh bambi on there and her promo where she talked about i've been doing this for 15 years i'm gonna win that belt in front of Vern and and her dad i i was happy for her because WWE, like you said, they tried, they, they started, they stopped, they started, they stopped. And and around 2001, I mean, the Attitude Era wasn't even starting yet. Or no, it was. What the hell am I it was about? fading. It, it was fading but, away. Into but the women's wrestling was, was going bye-bye again, right? Back to well, I wouldn't say going bye-bye, but it it turned into the D-list thing. And then it right. turned into the, uh, the right. bathroom break matches. So that's why right. I say kind of weighing down. That's why TNA picked up the mantle. And everybody kind of revved, you right. know, revered TNA's uh, – explosion with and with as an wrestling. indie wrestler in this time frame from 94 when i had my first match to 05 when i did it for 11 years all the time before mm -hmm. i stopped doing it for a few years and went back but there was almost never women matches on the shows i was on you would see a midget before you would see a woman match right but you'd have valets and and it was always drama behind it. It was always she was dating one wrestler, but the promoter wanted her to be in his corner. Lots of that kind of stuff where as a father of three daughters, I wouldn't want my kids around that. You know, I wouldn't want my daughters to aspire to be wrestlers. So it's a way better place nowadays for women mm -hmm. in wrestling. And I would like to believe that Glow partially and WOW certainly played a role in making it a better place. So it was cool that even though there were actresses and stunt women and people just trying to get on TV as part of both Glow and the original WoW, at least someone like Rock and Robin, not Rock and Robin, Bambi, at least <laughs> she had somewhere to go. And then eventually Tessa Blanchard, Santana Garrett, you know, um, a lot of these girls, they, they had somewhere where they weren't necessarily the bathroom match. They, I mean, I'm sure these shows have bathroom matches, but they're mm -hmm. also the headliner. They're the the quintessential curtain jerker that is two good workers that are going to tear the house down and set the tone. So it's a good thing. I, 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 I still think to answer your question, this original David McLean. Wow. 2001 is glow. But I have to push back a better, little bit. better, but still I know it's, it's better because in terms of presentation reflection, this is the way I will say this for wow, at least the original wow from 2001, when you look at it, Reflectionites, 
in comparison to Glow from the 80s TW, because again, those girls were more, like you said, actresses, maybe stunt women, all that stuff, that they were taught just the fundamentals itself. And of course, we're, we have to remember the Netflix series Glow kind of harped on it. It was a little bit of satire, but there was a little bit of truth to it, that th those girls were taught the, the basic fundamentals of the right. slam and taking bumps and stuff like that. So I'm not going to discredit what the girls did in Glow, but those matches were horrible. The the matches were, were basic, routine. Basically, like you had five matches of Glow. Every girl did a kick. Every every girl did a did a move to the corner with you know the head turnbuckle. Yeah, horrible clotheslines. Horrible clotheslines. Horrible drop kicks. All that stuff. But the identity of Glow was not really about the matches. It's like you said, it was a TV show. It was about the comedy skits. It was right. about the it was about the rapping. It was about all this it's stuff. Yeah, the, the, the Glow rap is, is horrible. But again, that's better than a, today's rap. To, Today's rap. I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> I'd rather do it here, glow rap than little Uzi. That that's all. Just that's just me. But that's you luckily know, that's for me. Truth. I don't even know who little Uzi is. So good, good thing you don't. But I just give you that. I'd rather hear the glow rap. But again, that's from Michael Davis. He knows that. But for wild purposes of 2001, I didn't look at it as comedy, especially what they did. Not the matches. Again, we'll, we'll talk about some of the matches here. Reflectionized. But here, stay with me, TW. Th this was more personality profiles. Of course, they did like their, let's say, attitude era backstage kind of stuff. But like the caged heat heat chicks, they did a vignette from them in prison. It was hokey, but it was a prison it was vignette. Dom Dom. Yeah, it was Dom Dom in prison. It was <laughs> it's Demina. That's what it right. is. It was Demina in prison. And like you said, one of the chicks' names from caged heat was Loca. But I wasn't. You know, Glow was bad comedy where you looked at it with a face, like with a laugh track, yeah, with, with a laugh track. But you, even, you and I knew it wasn't funny. This wasn't even trying to be funny, but actually, I chuckled because right. it was so. It, that's what when you're not trying the rap to be was funny. Horrendous. Right, the rap was horrendous in the '80s, but the, but the the wild vignettes were actually humorous. It was stupid, but it was hum more humorous than Glow. That's what I'm trying to say. The Beach Patrol had their own Baywatch vignette. Jungle Girl had her jungle vignette. Selena Majors was the only one that kind of had a, a, a vignette with purpose because it was a backstory. But the personality profile TW for the wild debut episode can pull a new rest, wrestling fan in because it looked like a wrestling show to, to sum it all up. Yes, there absolutely. So um, why, why don't you put your spin on that? That's what I was trying no, to no, bring it, out. It looked like a wrestling show. They were vignettes, but they were overproduced vignettes. That's what I meant by it's like glow, right? Like almost like there's – I wouldn't be surprised if that audience was either paid to be there or uh, free, right? And mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if signs were handed out because how else are you going to know who these people are on the first damn show? And, mm -hmm. and also I wouldn't be surprised if there were applause meters and boo meters, right? That said – um it was it felt like a wrestling show it did not I, I still was blown away by the amount of people there and kept trying to find like a blue screen line where they put a fake well, the, the great western the great western form holds about maybe 10 to fifteen thousand. Right. so and it if they packed. got if, if they got like three thousand and they kind of you know put the cameras lower to the ground right. it looked full full enough right. but i did see like empty seats back so, you know, to get 3,000 in a debut episode in a historic, iconic arena says right. something. And, of course, TW, we have to know this, the realities. 
that was that debut episode was one episode that they taped, but you got to know that they taped like five episodes in a row, so this right. way you can keep it looking like it was a packed house, or you know, at least three thousand fans were there. So neither here nor there. So in that case, TW, the one thing I'll say before we kind of like dissect certain matches because some of the matches, well, TW in compare, we have to compare Glow because that's the standard we have to, or the Pwows for you. What say you, at least from the 2001 standard? I, again, don't compare the full horsewomen. Don't compare Sasha right. Banks, Charlotte, and other stuff. That's too. That's a bar that they, they didn't reach. But in comparison for 2001 purposes, compare that to Glow. Compare that to LPWA. Compare that to PWOW. And even compare that to the Attitude Era with Sable, Sunny, Jackie, and stuff like that. These girls not only ta were taught the fundamentals, but they were actually taught basic psychology. And the reason I say that is who was in, at ringside? Lee Marshall was at ringside. You had Vern Gagne at ringside. So Vern Gagne might have taught these girls more than the fundamentals. Let's say because I think I was blown away and not being sexist here, TW. I was blown away by certain wrestlers' psychology of, of, in the ring. It looked not crisp, but it looked good. It looked, good. It looked passable. So my very first thought was Case Heat could bump they mm -hmm. could drop kick their their clotheslines weren't running with their arm behind them like they were mm -hmm. running through the fields and picking flowers right. um the two blondes sunny and sandy they they seemed like they were following case heat's lead and uh so you, you, you're saying that case she probably like toiled in the indies doing their right. matches maybe against guys they, they were more right. honed and right. I got you. They, because okay. they, they were doing five, five point bumps. That's, that's something you're taught in wrestling school, where you, you get as high as you can in the air and throw your arms out, so you're landing with your arms, legs, and back. Five point landing is called. They're doing mm -hmm. that. Their drop kicks look like they knew how to drop kick. They weren't like the glow drop kicks that they just run and they jump like they're scooting their butt back and their legs forward, kind of. You know what I mean? The weak glow. So first right off the rip, I, I, I got that. The two blondes seemed like they were probably again. I thought Sunny was Tracy Brooks, and I looked it up. She actually was only on episode one, mm -hmm. and then um, uh, the other one had a new partner, so there was three total: Sunny, Sandy, and Summer. And she was on. The other two were on episodes fifteen and sixteen and seventeen. So um, possibly that Sunny girl got hurt, <laughs> and, then, and then Summer had to get dressed up in her Baywatch gear and then wrestled. Because, like you said, they probably film five, six episodes at a time. Uh -huh. So you figure the first episode is five episodes. The second recording is 10 and then 15. Yeah. So they right. probably, she probably got hurt and was like, I'm good. I'm not doing this shit no more. Because she never uh -huh. wrestled again. Um, yeah. And then the other girl, Terry Gold. Is that her name? Terry or Terry Gold. I, yeah, Terry, I Terry Gold. She was just she would fit in wrestling today if they got rid of the uh the marcy darcy haircut that, that was what holding her back and never been yet with her and and her and uh jungle, jungle girl, girl the, it, it, it's it's like it started off really well but it's like a saturday Night live thing it went too long it almost made it look like it was a lesbian couple right and and then all of a sudden one got jealous of the other and then when you see them wrestle each other Jungle you girl. saw you saw a, les a lesbian love uh, one hundred percent. Like I thought, I didn't fast forward to the last commercial, and I thought it was a commercial for like 
uh, either a gay soap opera or what the, I don't know what the hell it was. But um, oh, 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 by the way, Reflection Ice, if you if you get to see the Wow October 7, thousand one, the thing that I popped was the Benny Hill commercial. That's yes. all. I just I just Very wanted to say that commercial. I went to fast forward. I'm like, whoop, stop, rewound it back, and then watched it. And because you know what part of the show the that, first yeah that was the first thing and then when Betty Hill is is dressed as the girl newswoman and, and her boobs are showing I was laughing I was like why did they do that why did they do that to wow but again that neither here that I'm sorry Tina I didn't mean to but that was a commercial yeah that, and, but it was great and, then, it was just and great. there was a knockoff uh, Viagra commercial uh, NRX it was called mm -hmm. um, so the whole thing was awesome like I I actually enjoyed this I think the Last couple times we talked about episodic wrestling, we were just destroying it, man. But yeah. this was worth watching, and I would tell people to watch it. Um, but they had talent. They were. And, and again, to me, if if the first match would have been Bambi, I wouldn't have thought Glow at all. I would have thought, oh, wow, this has some legitimacy to it. Because I remember her. I remember she was in WWE for a minute. I don't know. Uh -huh. they, I think she, they called her Bambi. That's where she was Bambi. But she was Bambi on the Indies too. Um, and let, then knowingly, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this question, per, per curtail to your your wrestling uh, experience during that time period. You you was trained under the astute Scott Demore, right? And Mickey so, Doyle. And Mickey Doyle. So when you're doing your training sessions with Scott Demore and Mickey Doyle. How many maybe female aspiring wrestlers? Zero. Zero. I just wanted. Was that now, surprising or now, that was just the norm? But now the same mm -hmm. school, roughly around the time when I quit, 2005. So really, actually, no. I, I stopped going to the school because one of the people who I've already mentioned is a product of the Can-Am Wrestling School is Tracy mm -hmm. Brooks, and she debuted in 01 for Impact. Um, right. So well, Impact um, started in 03. So. Well, 03 then. 01 yeah. is when she debuted for Indies, mm -hmm. and then she did right. Impact. But I, the school I went to at, at the time, me, me, I didn't fucking do anything. But I'm mm -hmm. saying, when I was there, really the only one to come out of there was Rhino. Rhino came out of there. Um, now, Johnny Bravo was part of it when I he came after me, but he's on Impact. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if Nate Matson is on Impact, but he runs the school now. He's from there. Um, but then all of a sudden, Impact, I mean, if you name a Canadian guy in Impact, that guy was from the school. Bobby Roode, okay. Eric Young, uh, Tracy Brooks, Gail Kim. Um, so a lot of women ended up coming out of there. And then other people like Shelly and Sabin, they went to a different wrestling school but ended up going to Scott's school. And, you know, either they – he booked them for Impact first, and then they started going to the school. But they claim the school now when really they started somewhere else. But in, Impact has a lot of females. And House of Truth, that's Truth Martini School. He, uh, I don't know how many women have come out of that school. I know mm -hmm. he's 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 had guys get on TV, AEW included. So there are guys from from the House of Truth school, but I don't know of any women. But but that's D Dudley schools. Here, Dudley the, schools has women. I know right. Booker T has uh, War women. Wrestling in Lima, Ohio, and I think Rick mm. Vickery, I think he knows about War Wrestling. They have they did it when I was down there, and it was it was Body Slammers. It was uh, GWA Al Snow's promotion. Um, mm -hmm. But now it's War Wrestling. It's kind of like if what what was that show we watched that we destroyed that had the ECW guys on it? Um, XPW. XPW, it, it would be kind of like 
the ashes of GWA formed War Wrestling. Cody Hawk, I think maybe he's somebody you might have heard of. He has a school. Um, these guys came there, but they've consistently had a female champion since I went down there in two, 2013 for the reunion shows um, and, and girls that have gone on to do stuff. So that's the first time anybody I was affiliated with had a women's champion and and then border city obviously has one, but it, so. but it but it started in the 2000s and 2000s yes. mid 2000s yes. to to get the 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 crop of women wrestlers up because you would always basically if i wrestled and and, and you'd get to know these girls because there weren't many of them um mm -hmm. it would be the same two girls wrestling each other on the shows i did in michigan ohio mm -hmm. ontario because there weren't any and that's this is what i said about how you know the the comparison like I, I grew up, everybody I knew was a wrestling fan. So it was always crazy to me there weren't more black guys in wrestling. Like, again, Coco Beware, Junkyard Dog, Savannah Jack, S.D. Jones, George Wells. I'm naming a few, but that's it. And the fact that I can name them all tells you because there weren't that many dudes trying to be wrestlers. They were fans. And because they didn't. we no. know the politics. And for yeah. women, it was the sexism, and, right. and they were not going to get paid in the or same scale. Or they just scale didn't have the men. desire to be one, or didn't think they ever could be one. Now, uh, or you had, or different. for the women, you had to, mm -hmm, yeah, oh, to get uh, your spot. Uh, so, and they dudes, didn't want to do it. There's dudes that had to do that too. Trust I, me, I, 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 some I, I, of the, the some of the nastiest people on this planet have been wrestling promoters, right. boxing let, let, promoters. Right, anyway. I, I know. Yeah, but let's get back now into this debut episode because again. We both agree that this was a very structured wrestling program. And, of course, with the personality profiles, it got you invested. And the main event, Reflectionites, it was so easy to do, TW. They did a battle royal to crown the inaugural wild championship. Don't name the people and don't name who won it yet, TW. Right. But I think this was, a, this was the best booking decision to do. You didn't have to drown out, you know, maybe five weeks of tournament style. And then because if you do that, you have to do a personality profile on everybody. And then it turns into the, the glow trap that you, you and I probably would agree upon that it would turn hokey, might turn comedic. They went quick. They did their matches with storylines. And then they did the battle royal to crown the inaugural champion instead of doing the long drawn out tournament. Do you agree with that assessment or did you? I absolutely loved it. I loved it. And I'll tell you, they did other stuff, too, that lets you know this isn't glow. They, there was, I don't want to say the names because you said don't name the names, but this whole episode relates to this battle royal. Every every mm -hmm. single moment on this show lends itself to this battle royal. And the beautiful mm -hmm. thing about the battle royal, and I think if I ever started a wrestling promotion, I would do the same thing because... First of all, you'd have the prestige of being the first ever champion. So screw anybody who says, yeah, but you want a battle royal, right? Right? That's first. You uh -huh. still are the very first ever. Terry, um, I, almost, whoop, I almost let the cat out of the bag. Terry Bam Bam Gordy. That's what he was Terry trying to Bam say. Terry Bam Bam Gordy. So you win the battle royal. Here's the best part that you say to everybody. It was 20 people in there, and they all had the exact same chance, and I won it. That's what yeah. I would say. If, if, if you came on the TV as part of the angle, like defended in me in a match, you won it in a battle royal. That was luck. Mm -hmm. And then you right. win and you become champion and you win a bunch of matches. And then it's, it, you you establish yourself as a, a fighting champion, whatever. But what they did in this battle royal, there's a lot of filler in there. And if you asked me to name them, I couldn't anyway. 
but I can definitely name six of them. That's all that matters. And yeah. you can't name 14 because 14 right. are fillers. I agree with you yeah. wholeheartedly, 100%. So now let's get into the, the, the matches here, say, because TW, again, the first match, the, the match that started it off with a wow of 2001 Reflection Nights, you know, if it's a trivia question, it was who debuted, what was the first match? It was a tag team match, TW. It was Caged Heat. Versus the Beach Patrol. And TW, like you said, Sandy and Sunny or Summer, whatever the case may be. Of course, the Beach Patrol, they were dressed as Baywatch babes. So, you, of course, you're trying to take advantage of something that's already a crossover sensation. Again, wrestling always parodies themselves off of what's going on in, in the world. Know, pop, in the world. In the world. Pop culture. War. Fucking, right. It doesn't right. matter. Pop culture itself. So, you know, uh, you understand why the Beach Patrol was created. And the girls, they look good. And, again, I had the KY Jelly ready. So it was good. And the vignette was perfect because it was Expensive very Expensive masturbation habits. It, it, it was very some Jurgens. That's why it starts with a J-E-R. Doesn't that? Doesn't that? Jergens. I don't want my hands heated up. I, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. But, again, neither. You want it smoky? I don't want it smoky. But, again, neither here nor there. But the vignette Damn was. Some, shut up. But, anyway. This this vignette. I'm trying to I'm trying to talk about the episode for Michael Davis. Yeah. The epi- the the vignette for the Beach Patrol was very simplistic, but very like you can understand where they're coming from. So I like that. I like you know who they are. And again, I didn't need a long drawn out history explanation. So their first opponents is I hate to say this TW and maybe because of the stereotype. This was my favorite team. I don't care. They they reminded me of LAX. Proud and powerful, all this stuff. All you needed was Conan. You are the to be only there. person still calling all, them proud and powerful. Just so you all, know. All you needed was Conan to be their manager, and I would have went, went crazy for this. Caged Heat and the girl and the Latin girl from prison was Loca. I just loved. It. I forgot the other girl's name because it just because it was a, dealt it was a lot of pain. Come on, man. Dealt, oh, that was the black chick. Dealt a lot of, but Loca was just perfect. It was the perfect name. Right. Or as as we call her, the Demina Mysterio. That's the way I say this. Right. But that was my favorite tag team. Tw, the d- d- what? The lot of pain. What? what Delta. Oh, like Delta. Delta Burke. Okay. Delta. Lot of pain. Delta. Lot of pain and Loca. That was my favorite team. The the prison vignette was so perfect. Reflectionites. That you know again. But if I have to go with nitpicking, Tw. What kind of work release program gives them the opportunity to go into wrestling? Lee Marshall and- covered it, man. He's like, they were kind enough to let them come here and compete tonight in part of a work release program. But that's, but again, covering your but, bases, man. But uh, that's covering bases, but that's not realistic. That that is the worst kind of work release program. But again, neither here nor there. That's, that's no, the time out. Okay. Back in the day, Detroit Tigers had a baseball mm-hmm. player called Ron the Floor. You know what they found Ron the Floor in prison. Playing baseball in prison, and they got him pardoned and on the team. So the shit happens. Yeah, I, I've I've heard the pardon thing. They did that, you know, for for life with Eddie Murphy and, and Martin Lawrence. They did that same thing. The guy went into the Negro leagues on a pardon. I get that, TW. I just was saying I'm nitpicking a little bit. But since you mentioned him, we have to talk about the commentating again. It offered a little professionalism. It offered, I guess you could say, for the wrestling bubble, TW, star power. Lee Marshall is the lead commentating play-by-play person along with AWA guy. He was an AWA guy. So what say you about Lee Marshall being the lead commentator here? Loved it. Giving it a little bit of, you know, immediately knew it was him. 
Like I heard his voice and knew it was Lee Marshall. As a matter of fact, it made me feel bad because I don't think I uh, the OVW OVP podcast that I used to talk about on here, uh, our vantage uh-huh. point. They did a whole thing about the best commentators and the best color. We did it. I don't think anyone ever brought up Lee Marshall. I I don't think people really look at Lee Marshall as a play by play lead. He was like person. a shill guy. But yeah, he he was a shill guy. He was a he, did he was an analyst. Shows too back in the eight like primetime wrestling. Lee Marshall would be doing that because they would use guys if they were wrestling in Minnesota. They would yeah. use AWA guys if they were yeah. wrestling in. Rod Trongard did it too, you know, for yeah. for WWE, and of course yeah. Nick Bockwinkel did it when he was in AWA, and and Lee Marshall did it a time or two. But again, it, it landed a little credibility to have yeah. Lee Marshall as because he came from WCW, he came from Thunder. You remember his uh, back and forth with Bobby the Brain Heenan, whether you liked it or not. I'm not here to, to judge that, but at least it offered a little bit of credibility so I can take this program seriously. Legitimacy. Legitimacy. Yeah. Well, you got the word right. It took you a couple of t- yeah. took you a couple of minutes, but you got the word right. Legitimacy, <laughs> boys and girls. But let's get back to the debut match here. The caged heat, Loka, the lot of pain against the Beach Patrol TW. And it ended in a in a clusterfuck because of <laughs> course the, the cage heat girls just doesn't go by, you know, they don't follow the rules. So they lost by disqualification, but TW, it, you know, like you said that these girls, the cage heat girls knew how to take bumps. They knew how to lead this match as heels. And of course they knew how to get the heat with what they did to, with what they did to the beach patrol, handcuffing them and all that stuff. So let's say about this debut match to give you the sizzle for the wow. Debut. The only problem, the only problem I have with it is, if you're legit trying mm-hmm. to get fans there, you legit want to make a fan of the product. Someone's got to go over clean in that first match. So, you know, you have that match second, perhaps uh, ends the same way, the dusty finish, if you will, so that someone okay. wants to come back and see it again. But if that's mm-hmm. your first taste of this new wrestling league, is no contest or double DQ, whatever. But they didn't. This, the, the your critique is did it remind you a little bit glowish that it that it ended in a no contest like that because no, glow kind of did just, that it's it's way too soon first match out the gate to have that you, but doesn't you it fit have, the personality of caged heat that they their work release but you can have them lose and then beat the shit out of them after the match and then you want the rematch right okay but you want a win and not mm-hmm. like the basically the two white meat baby faces got embarrassed they they got no comeuppance. They just mm-hmm. got embarrassed, and oh, oh! But their consolation is they won by disqualification. Oh, great, thanks. Well, that's, you know that's that's the pay window. You get the winner's purse. Disqualify. You take a win any way you can. I'm right. just saying. But what say you about the the? Well, you said that the Beach Patrol they kind of like followed instructions. So I guess your your the athleticism on their side was a little bit basic. But the KC, right. you gave him more. One of them did like speed. a step over toehold Indian deathlock, fucking snap back thing. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. think she's got that on right. Like, I, I was like, it, it looks like if she let go, the feet should just open back up. Like, her leg wasn't where it should have been to lock the other foot in. But mm-hmm. she did it, and the, the girl sold it. So it was actually might have been, it might have been uh, Selena who did it wrong. But one of them, but Selena did a couple. Pretty cool moves. We're not, we're not getting I know, there yet. I know. I'm just so saying. It, it's up and down. There's there's mm-hmm. some green showing, but there's also some some veteran stuff showing up. Like I can't say enough. Case Heat took 
great bumps. And then, as much as I said they looked like they were following and got the basics, the the what do they call them? Beach watch. Beach, beach patrol. Beach patrol. The beach watch. Beach patrol <laughs> girls. Were the Baywatch babes, you can say that it don't matter. They were taking the five point landings and getting air, so they they also knew how to bump. So someone mm-hmm. at least put these girls through a boot camp, so that when they it, went out, it had to it had to have been Vern Gagne. I mean, if yeah. you got Lee Marshall and got Vern Gagne, maybe Greg Gagne even taught these girls more of the basics and to do some of the stuff. And I'm just saying this, T.W. Again, like you said, maybe some of these girls, Dave McLean had, probably did like a, a an intensive scouting all across the indies to find these girls. Like you said, there, there's maybe one or two indie girls per territory or per indie show. You know, you can pluck them because, you know, they want to be on TV. So this is a great opportunity. I'd be like, do I want to be in front of maybe 50 to 100 people at an armory in Tuskegee, Alabama, or do I want to be in front of 3,000 people at the Great Western Forum and on syndicated TV getting paid more than a hot dog and a handshake. That's just, that's just me. So that's I, all I'll say. I absolutely would have. Like, I do. I said, you know what I think they should have done on Glow and what? on WoW? And I don't know What's if that? they do it on the modern version. So they do. I swear. This is just what I thought. Michael Davis. What? will Hopefully, Michael Davis, what? I already told him that we're doing this episode. So if he sees this on the YouTubes that A-Track uploads this, he can, get, he can leave some comments and say, what does WoW offer today in comparison to 2001? Ugh. I'm always yawning. You always probably think I'm, I'm just old. But um, what? this is an all-women's wrestling show, so that makes it the anti-all-men's wrestling show, right? The, mm-hmm. Not anti, but the reverse. But they don't have a man's match. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't have one match with dudes that would be the bathroom break if people are there just to see women. But mm-hmm. what they should do is have male valets. I, you know what? Glow did have one. That one girl had Jungle Boy okay. come out in a diaper and a collar, right? Mm-hmm. But they should have men valets and almost like be a, like a, a rib, be like a, a rib. yeah, right, like a re- reverse world, you know. Not like, like have a, a Bobby Heen and Jimmy Hart, Johnny mm-hmm. Valiant have a Sonny, like just have some Chippendale looking dude have a, at ringside, have, have a himbo. That that's yeah, what it'd be himbo. Called. Bam! There you go, a himbo. A himbo valet. So I guess the the himbo would have been perfect for the beach patrol. That's yeah. just my opinion. So you know he would have been. He looked like Hasselhoff. It would have been money. And, and TW would have been like, yes, I love it. There you go. But let's get to the second match because this one probably, in my opinion, after seeing this TW was the staple. This was the vendetta match for the whole first season of WoW because. From the start of the match to the end, and then we, we'll talk about the Battle Royal. These two girls have le- not, not legitimate heat, but they have heat with each other that you can be invested. Like, I can't wait for next week. Let's see where the story leads us. And that is Selena Majors. As you said, she's Bambi. Uh, you, you said she's Bambi somewhere. So, But she had a 15-year track record. She was trained by Vern Gagne. She was trained by her dad, and she's going one on one. No, maybe she was an AWA champion because they might not have had a women's champion. No, she, she might have. She might have. No, no, she challenged uh, Medusa for the AWA title. That that's what the the backstory was. So she was okay. there at the AWA, but she she challenged Medusa. She challenged like I think Velvet McIntyre, and she challenged Wendy Richter, but she never came up. You know, she never won the brass ring. I remember that very vividly during the dying days of AWA, but. She was going one-on-one with the 280-pound behemoth from Harley's Angels. Nice uh, trio of girls. 
but she's the 280 pound leader tw and she just had one name thug i don't know if that name really suits her like loca suits look cage pete what's it <laughs> about thug I, I don't know i think she needed a better uh, harley name i mean i don't know well, so so we have all these people in the modern day want to find time machines and go back in time and give kevin hart a hard time because he tweeted a word on twitter in 2001 that you can't say now like he mm -hmm. did it today right so right. those same people who try to say the word thug is racist need to get in that same time machine and go back and see this big fat bald white chick not bald mullet white mm -hmm. chick called what thug thug yeah the other thug. two hit too the other two were ugly. I don't care, but you know. By the way, just breaking news. Was that David McLean was part of PWOW, and that's where Bambi got her start. I looked it up when you just said she's Bambi somewhere. There, there you go. So, what say you about because this match had the second legitimate heat before we talk about the third match, TW. So, you know, we knew that they're 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 gonna have a history with each other on WoW. Dave McLean is is banking on you know Selena Majors being that I don't know maybe let's say Johnny Gargano maybe that Daniel Bryan kind of like you know underdog kind of per se because again she's two hundred eighty pounds thug so you know she's trying it, it's like I ain't gonna say it's Hogan and Andre but you get where I'm going with the the comparison so what say you about this match between Selena Majors and thug so Selena did a sunset flip. And mm -hmm. I thought for sure Big Bertha was going to drop, you know, teabagger and hold the ropes to win or whatever. She didn't. She went over. Mm -hmm. In the very next spot, which was starting to look to me like a botch, it looked like they were doing the same spot over again. But mm -hmm. Selena went over the top of her and then did like a back bump like Cody does to do that punch. Mm -hmm. And then grabbed her in a second sunset flip and almost got the three count with it. So I thought, like you said, the psychology like she almost got her with the first sunset flip with the flip. This time she did a leapfrog, drop down, snatched her up like a, almost like a snap mare one, and mm -hmm. almost got she got closer to a three count than she did in the first one. Then she did, I want to say she did some arm drags. By the way, she was never in WWE. I stand corrected. It was AWA and WCW, and then wow. But um, she did, she worked is what she mm -hmm. did, and that other chick who basically. For those of you who are watching this one, she looked like a an all-white version of Bull Nakano is what she looked like, yeah. almost to the hair. And, oh, you, and you can say Big Bertha. It was the same thing, too. Or uh, Matilda the Hun from Glow. Yeah, you can say that, too. She looked like Max Payne, and <laughs> Bull Nakano had a baby is what she looked like. No, she looked like Max Payne. No, yeah. She looked like <laughs> Max Payne. With the hair. The hair looked like hair. Bull Nakano, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying it was just Yeah. And but she also she did rest hold. She did she I was like, she had to be an indie wrestler. There's no way. First of all, she she let's just call a spade a spade. She's not attractive. So they're not right. booking her for the TNA part. They're booking her for the skill. And she had it. Right. And so mm -hmm. this match, it it I I believe who, who went over it? I believe Thug won with the help of her of the Harley's Angels. Yes, with the Kendo cheating. Spot. And mm -hmm. then, and then they did what you should let do. Me, let me ask up. you this question. Let me ask you this question first, and then uh -huh. you can go with your thought. You said the first match you didn't like the clusterfuck disqualification. Right. The second match is another semi clusterfuck with you know shenanigans and all that but stuff. With a winner. Can you accept it? Oh, with but a winner. With a so, winner. 
Okay, I'm just, I just want to see if you, you had any, any nitpicking. It sets the tone. It, it sets the table for the Battle Royal. And that's what I'm telling you. I watched it, and they had already mentioned the Battle Royal. And I'm like, I, I knew what I would do in the situation. Mm-hmm. And I would have had Doug win. And then in the Battle Royal, you now have the chance for redemption. Or, you know, whatever. And so they did it perfectly, man. I'm telling you, whoever booked this was probably Vern. Mm-hmm. Or Dave McClain. Maybe Dave got some clue and then booked the ship. Or he just used Vern to book it. But very, very, very well done. This match and what it led to. Now, before we get to the third match, TW, let me ask you this. Because they were really promoting heavy with Selena Majors in that underdog role. Do you think, maybe because we're so like, I'm not going to say brainwashed to it or like we're just trained with it, right? That if you're trying to become that white meat baby face, underdog, sympathy, you know, you know, today's fans, TW, they get sick of that and they eventually boo you. So were you feeling any kind of disdain or you're like, I don't know if this kind of character work would work in today's wrestling because they're trying. It's like kissing babies and shaking hands with elderly people. You're just trying to you're faking it just to just for the sympathy. What say you, TW, about Selena Major's promo afterwards? Oh, that it made me cringe, man. <laughs> like and, and again, but you get you get where I'm coming from with that. Yeah, kind of you, it's the first show ever. These people don't know who you are. I did see a sign. Of all people, it was a black chick look like Nell Carter had a sign that was saying, no, actually her sign was for the Terry Gold. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I never heard of fucking Terry Gold. There's no way that Nell Carter heard of Terry Gold to come mm-hmm. there with a sign. That's why I think someone brought the sign, right? Okay. So, you know, planted the sign. Yeah, um, of course. But, but when she's looking into the crowd going, I'm doing this burn, I'm doing this for my dad, I'm doing it for all of you. And it, that's what I knew it was a real crowd because no one gave a shit. Nobody popped like they would today. If, mm-hmm. Like Cody Rhodes does it every week. So Iowa, what do you want to talk about? And they eat it up. But right. they know who he is. They don't know mm-hmm. who the hell Selena Majors is. And she's not like, I'm doing a debut. Yeah, not yeah. after our debut. So it's, that's why I, I just... hate it, man. I hate it. And I, I it's that's why I always say most people, if they're being honest with you, especially in a spot show, mm-hmm. most people prefer to be the heel. Nobody wants to be the guy that has to figure out a way to go out there and make she people couldn't... like you without begging. Let me just say this. She could have had a straight promo saying, I'm going to get Thug, I'm going to get her in the Battle Royal, and I'm going to get my revenge, and I'm going to get my revenge on all the Harley's angels and all that stuff. Just keep it simple to the, and to the story. And if she wants – no, you, you, I understand the concept of wanting the audience to feel part of it. Why else would you go there? You don't right. just go there if you could just stay at home and watch TV. So what she should have said, and you know what's going to help me get there? If all of you get behind me and support me, and then we can do it together. She does something like that. She's asking them to cheer for her. When mm-hmm. you're telling them I'm going to do it for you, why? Fuck, you don't know me. You charged me $8 for a hot dog. I don't care about you. You know, yeah. so you, you got to do it in a way like, hey. And then if they don't, like The Rock, if they don't get behind you, then you got a nice way to turn heel because you asked for support and they didn't give it to you. Now they mm-hmm. can hate you instead when you turn heel. So there's a course. way to do it. Right. But of course, it's a debut episode. There's going to be peaks and valleys. You got to crawl before you can walk and then you got to walk before you can run. And of course, you got to run before you can fly and all that stuff. So you're going to make some hiccups, TW. So, you know, I'll give her the pass. But you and I see the same thing. There is a little bit of like cringiness towards that promo, because like you said, 
I don't know you from a handbasket. So right. why should I even cheer for you? I'm but size, I've already decided I'm buying Locus merch. I don't even know who you are. Right. I like I said, Loka, Loka and the the lot of pain. They 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 just captivated the professor. That's all I gotta say. They they just are my favorites. I don't care. But let's get to the third match before we get to the main event. This one had another backstory, and TW actually thinks it's more of a lesbian, you know, love affair that went awry between Terry Gold and Jungle Girl. No, she's not the mother of Jungle Boy. No, she's not the sister of Jungle Boy. It's, it just is apropos TW that she called herself Jungle Girl. She was hot as hell, and I liked it. You know, she, you know, she, you know, uh, again, you know, when you try to do the Fiji Islands, but you're a white chick, you know, I, I can't believe you as the Jungle Girl, just like I can't believe Jack Perry as Jungle Boy. So, you know, right. I give, I give you that. He's just Jack Perry. No, he's Jungle just Jack. He's not even Jungle Jack Perry, but he had to get away from that. But again, you know, the jungle stuff, you know, maybe, maybe like the, the Tarzan stereotype that, you know, you don't have to be, you, you can't be white and be the, the, the king of the jungle. So that's just me. But again, <laughs> there is a, you say there's a lesbian love, love connotation. Yeah, it's something lesbian. So that draw you. So whatever drew UTW, I'm with you on that. There, there's some kind of lesbian, you know, Fire, there's some lesbian, yeah, you know, le HLA. but yeah. they didn't, they didn't kiss reflection ice. They had to Not fight, they had to fight up. Now, technically it wasn't lesbian. It, it wasn't lesbian-esque, but the way it's supposed to be logistically gathered TW, we have to be truthful to the reflection nights. It was a sisterhood. It was a sisterhood bonding that they got into while together. But then there was jealousy. There was envy. I don't know who because Penis when you look at <laughs> neither one had it. Well, maybe Terry Gold with that with that Marcy haircut might have had a dude, penis. She could have been a training. Dude, that girl has an absolutely perfect body. And then the Marcy Darcy haircut. Okay. But the funny thing about this match, TW, I don't know if you noticed this. People cheered for the jungle girl more than they cheered she for had, Terry. She had it. She, she actually looks familiar to me. That's why I went into the deep dive to look into her to figure out why do I know her. She she's been in a couple movies. She was in a Spider Man movie, um, oh, okay. and then she was like I said, she's the longest reign. Her reign is longer than Roman Reigns' reign because she had it and she had it for thirteen hundred days, thirteen hundred and something. A days. Acknowledge her reflection. Acknowledge her, and acknowledge then she lost it in a triple threat match. To Santana Garrett. That's so put that together. Mm -hmm. 2001, we're watching in the debut episode. 2016, after when they came back in 2013 or whatever, maybe it's 18 and they came back in 15. Mm -hmm. um, she held that. She wasn't the first champion back. It was vacated. They made a new champion. I think she's the second champion after the comeback. Held okay. it for 1,300 and something days and then lost to Santana Garrett in a triple threat match. Mm -hmm. And and that, that's impressive, man. That's that's 17 years later. Yeah. But let, let's get back to this match, because, like I said, you and I noticed that they were cheering for Jungle Girl, but she she was aggressive. She looked she was wrestling heelish. But again, with today's IWC fans, we gravitate towards the heel. So Terry Gold, Marcy Darcy herself, she fell victim to that. So she felt she fell into that trappings. Did you get that? You know, again. When you already the have second Selena, I saw it, I knew what was coming. No, but uh, again, Selena Majors, 
you're going to promote her to be the underdog. You can't have two underdogs in a row. I, again, right. that's just me. I'm, I'm right. nitpicky like that. So right. it's almost like you're having the same character. You got to make me pick one. So I'll pick Selena to be my underdog. Terry Gold has got to find something else. So if she wants to be Marcy Darcy and pluck like a chicken, like, you know, Al Bundy accused her of being, do that. But give me something else. What's ATW about this? They match? do. Because they do. And, mm -hmm. and the, the thing is, the second she lost, I went, I know who's, I know what's going down now. Mm -hmm. Because for some reason, I thought Selena won. Right. She I didn't think she lost. Thug, thug one, but again, one, but yeah. Jungle Girl won Heels this over one. strong. Yes. And, and Jungle Girl, like you said, was very athletic here. She must have came from the indie scene, too. Or yep. she she was a stunt woman or whatever the case may be, but she was very athletic. She was she was very crisp in the ring. So let's say about Jungle Girl, not not Jungle Boy's sister, but Jungle Girl. She very impressive. She picked up Terry Gold for a body slam mm -hmm. so effortlessly and then held her. And it's funny because I don't know if anybody else would notice this stuff but me, but girls do things differently than guys, like a body slam. They don't mm -hmm. guys pick a guy up and rotate them. Girls pick a girl up and just kind of set them down, like gingerly, like they give a fuck that they don't mm -hmm. hurt the person, right? Whereas some dudes just don't care and you, you land how you land, right? But she picked her up and then like almost took the other hand off of her and held her, not a tombstone, but almost like a tombstone, like a papoose mm -hmm. where they carry babies, That's, but the, the lady's upside down. And she just did this. I thought she was dropping her and she just did it and then walked it off. And I was like, she knows what she's doing, man. And and the other thing is, throughout the show, I think the, the tag team match did it. I think the thug match did it. I think this match did it. They were horrible at doing the tree of woe. When they pick a girl up and put her in the corner for the tree of woe. Mm -hmm. Bambi almost died getting put in one. It's like They don't give them enough room, and they're like landing on their head before their feet get on the rope, right? And uh, but that but that ring small. but that but that ring is, is it small or that's a man? It's gotta ring? be because there's no dude. You could put my if I'm bent at the knees on the mm -hmm. top rope in a tree row, my head isn't even touching the ground if I try because oh, okay. you're you're that's three that's two and a half feet of your body, and I'm only mm -hmm. six feet tall and it's it's five you know the right. the turnbuckle's at five feet or whatever mm. it is. and so right. they shouldn't be hitting their fucking head unless. Again, she's putting her feet at the turnbuckle, not her knees. All, every one of them did it. And then they would get it, but they didn't get it smooth. And it was like, man, Bambi's about to break her neck, get put in a tree of wool, a simple move, and mm -hmm. almost breaks her neck. But, but yeah, the, the Jungle Girl, I hated the name, if I'm being honest. I also hated Jungle Boy's name. Um, so Jungle Jack Perry... Or just Jan Perry. But of course she has to, you know, look she has to look in the trees like Tarzan. That's She's the thing that was weird for me was <laughs> when they showed the lesbian vignettes, they mm -hmm. were both supposed to be like gym rats. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden she's got face paint on and she lives in the trees. And I'm like, how would they even be friends? Where the hell do they meet? This girl does gym workouts, this one does parkour in the damn jungle. And yet somehow they're working out together at the gyms and best friends. And then this one loses her shit and goes back See, to the jungle. That jungle, was a plot hole. Jungle Girl discovered CrossFit in the jungle, in, in the yeah. trees. That's what it was. And then Terry Gold kind of like stole it from her. So she tried to repatent it, remarket it into her thing. That's why <laughs> Jungle stole Girl. My gimmick. You stole my gimmick. You stole my millions of dollars with CrossFit in a gym. So neither here nor there. There's your plot. There's your backstory. It's not lesbian. It's CrossFit. It was stealing CrossFit business. millions. It was business. It was stealing CrossFit millions and millions of dollars. But 
it all culminates into the main event to crown the inaugural women's women of wrestling or the uh, inaugural wow champion it was a 20 woman over the top battle royal tw but i don't know the 14 other names but i do know the last four and coincidentally it was these four women here you had jungle girl dude the last like terry gold were the were the beach patrol yeah, you had the the women that were in the in the first three matches were the right. last to be yep. in this battle royal reflection night. So it kind of like told the story itself because Wow wanted to promote those women heavily in the in the in the in the battle royal. So then the final four actually turned out to be Terry Gold, Jungle Girl, and Selena Major. So TW with that final four, Dave McLean, Lee Marshall is trying and. Jeannie Buss is trying to tell us, you and me, as future fans, these are the four that I have to be invested in, not like to cheer for, not to boo for, but just to be invested in knowing their plot and storyline. So what's the about the Battle Royal and the final four? Do you think, is it more predictable to have them as the final four because they already had the match to keep that story going? Or do you think they should have pulled a wild card and had one of the other women that we didn't see just to, you know, had that like let's say Bob Backlund showing or that Ray Mysterio showing like you start you know you didn't think that they would make it at the end. What's the ETW about that assessment? So I don't think they should use anybody that out of the blue because then okay. the people might have got invested in, in anybody in the first three matches, right? You almost mm -hmm. have to have it be one of the people they saw Russell because they're gonna be cheering for him because they're like, oh I liked her in that match, right? Mm -hmm. I still think I still think Selena won that match against. Uh, no, no, I'm, she lost. I'm, Trust me. Yeah, I, thug, thug with Charlie Davidson and Easy Rider defeated Selena Majors. Yeah, trust me. Because Singles it, match for the steel cage match. What the hell does that mean? No, no, you're going too far ahead. But with the final with the, four, Selena Majors reflectionized turned into the Brett the Hitman heart because she got screwed not once in a in a match, but she got screwed twice. In the battle royal, because her spot was very like apropos to keep the story with her against Harley's Angels intact, because she eliminated Thug. By the way, great names, by the way. Harley, Harley's Angels, not not Charlie's. You got mm -hmm. Easy instead of the word Easy Rider, and you got Charlie mm -hmm. Daniels. That's right. That's and Thug. <laughs> they act. Dave McLean and Vern Gagne, maybe Greg Gagne, actually copied the 1996 Royal Rumble where Selena Majors eliminated Thug, but the referees didn't see it with all the commotion going out. Thug comes back in the ring and eliminates Selena Majors, a la like Stone Cold Steve Austin. The only twist on was that Thug didn't win the match because the new inaugural WOW champion would be Terry... Oh. Go ahead, TW, say Jericho. the name. Who who got, she did, she became Shawn Michaels instead of the underdog. She's mm -hmm. skinning the cat, but the two Charlie's angels are holding her, trying to stop her from getting back in the ring. She kerplunks the two of them together, comes back over, and then drop kicks Attila the Hun over the top rope and wins. It was perfect. That, okay, she did win. But what they did were, the people that lost the singles matches got revenge by eliminating the people that beat them in their matches. And then she screwed her again because she didn't get caught being eliminated. And the good thing is, is major still, or Terry gold still won. So you didn't have a situation where someone who got eliminated won. to me, that's poor 
every sport has instant replay. It would be easy to say, hey, this girl mm-hmm. shouldn't be in here. Um, but either way, they did it perfect because someone else won. But you continued the feud between Selena and Thug. And then uh, I believe Terry eliminated Jungle Girl, too. So she got a receipt and threw mm-hmm. her out. Very, very yeah. well done. Very well booked. The only thing I will say at the end, Reflection Ice, that I kind of was like, not cringe, TW, but maybe they overdid it, was the Harley a- Harley's Angels uh, beatdown of Selena Majors in front of her father, in front of Vern Gagne. And maybe because it was not cringeworthy, but I think Lee Marshall overdid it, saying, what the hell? I did not pay for this. Uh, you did not hire me to do this thing. I don't want th- this to be right in front of me. Wait, I need a safe space. I need a work. I need a safe work environment. So let's say ETW. I understand the story to beat down Selena Majors again to gi- give me to give her that sympathy that I'm going to cheer for her in her next match against Thug. But Lee Marshall kind of went over the top. I just say that's just me. He's got to go over the top. But you you can tell it was booked by a wrestler because that's what they do to get you to come back to the next show. My only problem with it is. Vern, mm-hmm. doc, Dr. Vern Gagne, I think they broke her leg. How do you know? Do you got x-ray vision? And then she says, they broke my leg. And then she says, is there a wheel on her back? I can't feel my foot. So what is it? Did they break your leg or did they sever your nerves? Which one is it? And if she wrestled again that night, because they recorded five weeks, mm-hmm. then you, you're destroying kayfabe right there. Not well, she could have she could have reco- wrestled in episode five. That makes it a little bit believable, right? But it would be the same night to the people there. No, you would have held up another sign going, this is bullshit. You're you're smart enough to say, okay, that's next week. We've done that. I've done that too. I went to a wrestling show where I was like, oh, it's three weeks from now. Did anybody got the lotto numbers? I said that in front of fans. You can suspend disbelief. I, I can do that. But in closing Reflection Nights, we will give it an honest grade. And I'll go first. All right, TW, because, you know, I'm the most objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC punditry here. So to put a bow on it for the professor, I'm going to give it a nice, solid B. I think uh, the matches, you know, delivered, the storylines delivered, the vignettes delivered, and, of course, Loka delivered for the professor. But it is a solid B for me because it would make me invested to watch episode two, to see where Selena Majors might get her revenge, to see where Jungle Girl might get her revenge on Terry Gold, or to chase the, you know, to chase the the wild champion because she feels like she's the the automatic number one contender because she beat Terry Gold in the inaugural match. So right. there there's things to build on. So I give it a solid Which is beat. ironic because Terry Gold is the only in the history of WoW, including the modern day, she's mm-hmm. the only two-time champion. And I would, I immediately read that thought. She lost it to Jungle Girl and won her back. Nope. She never mm-hmm. lost it to Jungle Girl. Because Jungle Girl only won it in 2015 when it came back. Right. So what what grade would you give it to put so a bow on? So here's what I'm going to give. I'm going to give it an A-. minus. reason is because I'm not going to not give them an A. Because it's absolutely A for effort. They did everything right. Everyone, no, I didn't watch one girl and think that looked fake, not once. And mm-hmm. sadly, that's always what happened with women wrestlers for a long time. It, mm-hmm. like I said, they're ginger. They, I, I don't like when women cry. None of them did that. Even Bambi, right. she screamed her leg was broken, but she wasn't crying. She was like mad, like, motherfucker, you broke my leg. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was, uh, Dave Chappelle 
get off my couch. That's that's what it was with her foot. So, but A minus because it could be better. And so it's still A for effort. I don't think they did anything wrong, but the sky was the limit. They set the table, and like you said, I'm I'm actually ready to watch some more of that stuff, including that version, not just the modern. I'm definitely curious to see the modern version to see how mm-hmm. different it is because based off Michael Davis's post of him going to the shows and he said the girls came through, I'm going to imagine these women are wrestling a match the same way Adam Cole versus uh, Johnny Gargano would wrestle a match. And so they do. They I want to see it. I want to mm-hmm. see it. And and so I would thank David McClain for bringing it back in 01. I thank whoever brought it back in 15. I thank AJ Lee for booking it. And I think, and by the Gina way, Bus. Gina anytime Bus for, I can see Santana Garrett, I'm going to see her. Um, mm-hmm. She's back doing it right now. So I, I love it. And I thank Michael Davis for giving it the thumbs up to make me even want to, to check it out because he's really the reason I'm going to watch it because right. he's so into it. I got to I gotta think, I, I have to at least like it. I might not love it, but I should at mm-hmm. least like it. And I think him and I are on the same side of the fence in the Wednesday Night Wars, I think I think we're we're on the same side of the aisle for that. So that mm-hmm. means we're we have similar. Uh, You're both objective on on the Wednesday Night Wars to, to yeah, a degree. Yeah, you have the same, I, yeah, I want them all to succeed. I just don't mm-hmm. like the fan base. That's that's my problem. It ain't the company. It's, well, their owners a little fucking bonkers, but the the company, huh? It always comes back to that with you. It yeah. Always comes back. It, to that. it but, does, but but it's mm-hmm. the fan base. It's yeah. why I hate U of M. Same mm-hmm. reason, the fan base. So yes. um, I'll never cheer for Ohio State versus Michigan, but you bet your ass that Michigan fans will cheer for Ohio State versus Michigan State, which means they're right. full of shit when they say they're not a rival. Because why would you mm-hmm. want your actual rival to win a game, you dummies? Right. But listen, mm-hmm. it's an A minus for me because it was good. It could be, it can be better. And when I say it can be better, it's because I expect it to have gotten better because they showed all the signs for someone who had the tools and uh, the wherewithal to make it better and mm-hmm. especially for a start show for sure right there was no one i didn't like i i actually did i i preferred case heat had more this is gonna sound weird it's got nothing to do with race they had more color right mm-hmm. the the, the beat, they had more charisma they had more right. showmanship they had it. They had yeah. it. Mm-hmm. and the, the jungle, jungle girl, girl had, had it. it and and i liked terry terry gold but she was blah and, you know like, and, and to be fair to be fair to be fair thug had it or and, Harley and, and Selena and Selena, but but yeah. I didn't. I, as much as I like what I'm saying, I like Case Heat and I like Jungle Girl. I didn't not like the other ones. I just liked mm-hmm. them more. Right. And 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 they were somebody. They were the draw. They were the ones that I'd want to watch again to see that they got even better. Right. And like mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to watching Jungle Girl. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this shit. I'm gonna start recording it like I said at the beginning of this, and I'm gonna try to watch old stuff. And see how much she progressed because she mm-hmm. did show uh, promise on episode one. So seventeen years later, I hope she is still doing but Also, I just want to give a special thank you to again the reflection act who provided this to the professor. That's Tina Kupana, Josh yeah. Floberg. Yeah. You know, once TW says something, Josh is on the case. He's yeah. like, I got you, I got you, professor. Don't worry about it. And then he tweeted it. And I said, Oh, you found it. I got to do it because TW talked about it. And I mean, special thank you to TK because it's YouTube, not Daily Motion or some other shit that I can't find on my TV. Hey, you know, I, I don't, I'm not like, Fight. 
I'm not feisty about it. I'm not nitpicky about it. If you find something, I will watch it, and we will find we will make doing. But that being said, we well, I always give that. you shit for putting YouTube on my plate. But mm -hmm. what I mean by that is this isn't on the network. This isn't mm -hmm. on any yeah. other form of me to watch it. So when you send me YouTube shit that I can watch on the network, I'm angry. I want to watch the network version. Hi, you can't be angry with this YouTube because it had Benny Hill. That's all I'm going to say. No, I'm not angry with this because there's no other way I'm going to watch it unless you find some shit on Daily Motion or Fight TV where I got to watch it on my phone. Because make, make, do with, make do with it, TW. Make do. Whatever yeah. I supply. Oh, there what, you go. what did you think of uh, All In? We'll talk about that next. Yeah, we'll talk about that next time. But with that being said, we close on this episodic episode, episode 173. Wow, Women of Wrestling from October, the debut episode from October of 2001. One month after, you know, 9-11, but I ain't going to get into that right now because it's already too late. So, TW, give out those socials so we can get out of here. All righty. The Pro Wrestling Coalition Network sponsors us at PWC Network at Podbean.com. Tommy Media Group at Podbean.com also. And also, HMG is at ChannelAttitude.com. PW Reflection e, or Twitter, X, X, is at PW Reflection. Mine are, um, oh, no, I smell I skip over Big Ray. How did I do that? Okay. Big, Big Ray, you can find them all over on the X, the N, the O's, the L O. V-E-S's, the Tinders, the Grinders, Facebooks, Instagrams, TikTok, whatever else is on and don't, Snapchat. And don't forget what he does on Wednesdays. And what on does he Wednesday, do? he does the next level. In this, and all capitals except for the E, so it looks like it says NXT. But it's the next level every Wednesday. It's at Big Ray Hernandez. You can find all of that shit with him. And then me, at TommyWonder19, is my Instagram and my heelish ex. Snapchat is number wonder, Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder, and then at the Tommy Wonder is my Tiki Talk and my friendlier X. And then Big Vito and the Well can be found at bigvetobrand.wixsite.com, patreon.com backslash the Big Vito brand, and also you can watch the early release of the reflection videos at twitch.tv backslash the Big Vito brand. And you can find me on my Twitter at PWS. PROF, that's PWSO Prof, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. And if this gets uploaded by 8-Track around the dirtiest of the city, this will be on the PWSO YouTube networks. Followed by Brothers in Arms, Billy Ray Valentine, the man of the Wednesday locker room. Follow him on his X at Obi One, you know me, and of course the king of the reactions, Eight Track Brown at the number eight T R A C Brown. What are we gonna do next week? Might go episodic. Big Ray. If we go episodic, I might do what you've been asking me to do for so many goddamn weeks. But I'll keep you on your toes, Ray. I'll keep you on your toes. And with that being said, I'm the professor. That's Mr. Wonderful, Dum Dum Do, Idiot Zone, the Iron Stomach One, Dr. Frickenstein, Stein, the conservative, liberal, the liberal conservative, the Tommy Wonder, a.k.a. The Same. What? I yeah. Can't you th I can't call you Thug now? Yeah, you call me Thug. Oh, okay. I'm taking it back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's got to grow. You got to grow some titties. But anyway, with that being said, I'm the professor. That's TW Tommy Wonder saying good night, and we'll see you next time here at the PWR podcast at the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com. I need a link. You want to link up with Jungle Girl? That's all I want to link up with. Logan. All in. I, want, I need a link for all in. I, I got you. Don't worry about it. <laughs>